What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Middle call! Hey, B. John feels good. When the dust settles and Corona has quarantined Haberman and Middlecoff and all of our listeners, it will spark creative genius because we have a new YouTube channel, promo code HAM, go subscribe. We're just going to be doing, we did a couple live streams, but we're also going to be doing just separate, unique content. Promo code HAM is the YouTube channel, go subscribe. John, I love that you set a goal. The goal is 1,000 subscribers by the end of March. So we hope you help us get there. We appreciate that. It also, during the live videos, allows live comments. So go see us there. It'll be different content than the podcast. And we've got another video in addition to the two live shows that's either out or will be out very soon about the future after the fork in the road for Brady and Belichick. So check it out. We love it. And, um, you know, Corona ain't slow. quarantine only makes us stronger. Slamming some waters. You know, keeping the windows cracked so you don't even have to use AC. I mean, yes, you don't have to use AC. It's it's cold today. And just, yeah, just good times. Keep your head up. Keep a smile on your face. And we'll all make it through it together. Stay in your damn house. <laughs> Stay in your damn house. Do not be giving this disease to others. Yeah. All right, John. Uh, let's start with, let's start, should we start with the 49ers? Because you mentioned to me a, a Steve Palazzolo tweet from PFF. I remember Steve as the relief pitcher for the Fresno Grizzlies when I was calling Grizzlies games, and I've mentioned this to him. Uh, but he tweeted that I don't I don't have it in front of me exactly, but basically, simply by getting the 13th pick in the draft. And by the way, as we record this on Wednesday, the 49ers just officially announced the trade of DeForest Buckner because they had to wait till Wednesday to the Colts. But Ur- simply Ur- by getting Urse the- t- tweeted, "Deal is done." Oh, Urse tweeted it. Okay, we'll <laughs> go with that then. But just by getting the 13th pick, he said they've made one of the best moves of the offseason. Um, and we haven't hit the draft yet. They haven't used that pick yet. But this 
it's clear they are an early offseason winner. Maybe not number one, but they're in pretty good shape. And it's not just the draft pick. If I told you on Saturday morning, because things really kind of started hot and heavy Sunday, Tannehill started getting signed. To me, I know the moratorium started officially Monday. Or was it Sunday? It was Monday. It was Sunday. Monday, the 16th. Yeah, it was Monday. It felt like it kind of started Sunday. It it felt that way because the CBA ended. Dudes got signed. So let's just say Sunday morning when when we woke up, I said, Guy, you can pick two doors. One door has, because this this is the door I thought they were headed down. Tag, trade, Armstead. Let's just assume they got a solid two. Jimmy Ward, gone. So you just got Buckner and a second. Or I can sign Armstead for way cheaper than Buckner. Keep Jimmy Ward and add this little thing we like to call the 13th pick in the draft. Not the 13th pick in the third round. You start at one in the first round, where Joe Burrow, and work your way up to 12, <laughs> where the Raiders are, and you have that pick, number 13. What door, would, if you just, if I said you can choose yeah. one for the Niners, what would you choose? I would choose the door with more really good players in it. Um, and keeping Jimmy Ward, who was really valuable to them. I mean, you would choose, if you had to choose, you would take Buckner over Armstead, but, yes. you know, for less money... You still really like Armstead, and you get to keep Jimmy Ward, and you get the 13th pick. It really is a no-brainer. I have not seen too many Niner fans or any Niner fans really anything other than happy about that when I've looked on Twitter for reaction. So, And I think that's correct. I mean, What do you think the line of delineation would have been with Buckner? The like money? The, no, the pick the range. Yeah, anything, I mean, anything lower than like pick 24? Or do you um, think there'd still be jubilation with another first-round pick? Well, I think the the struggle for, like, if you had had 31 and 24 would be if you want to move up, it's like you're not really in a position to move up with because you, you couldn't – could you package, you know, 24 and your fifth rounder to get to 13? No. When you have – you, And you don't want to use, like – this year, next year, second. You don't. You've been doing that the last several years. So you'd right? probably have to use one. You'd probably move back with one of those, and then you know your best pick would be in that scenario either twenty four or thirty one. Whereas now, even if you moved back from thirteen, you could move back from thirteen to fifteen or seventeen. You can move like back a third, you know, and still pick fourteen, and then have thirty. Yeah. So, I mean, but but you asked a question. Where would the line be different? I think. And I think you said this on our live stream on YouTube on Tuesday. Promo code ham. Promo code ham is the YouTube channel. We did a live free agency show as well on Wednesday, so go watch that back. Um, that you felt like in the nineteen, once in the teens and better, it feels different. I would agree with that, um, but I would say that maybe it's the NBA in me. I would say the top fourteen picks even though that's a little better than the top half, right? Because it's kind of like the lottery. I would say the top 14 picks are where it starts to feel a little different. I would say I know I would debate 14 and 15 if those are closer to 13 or closer to 16. But I would say I know that 16 feels you know, closer to 20 than it does you know, 13. Does that make sense? So I think they're right at the cut line of like, that's a great pick. To, oh, nice. That's nice value to, holy shit, they just got the 13th pick. 
Yeah, I, I, if yeah. I told you they got eighteen, what would your would your reaction be the same as it is at thirteen? No, it would not. No, it would not. I I, I think the I think you're right. I, I think there's an element to to being in the top. I, I'd say fifteen guy. Okay, I, I'd say the top fifteen. There's an element to being in the top fifteen that feels very very powerful. Because if I had told you that. The Niners traded DeForest Buckner for pick 15. I think the reaction would be the same. If I had said they traded DeForest Buckner for pick 19, I think there might, not arguments, but there just might have been some people that were like, huh, seriously? Like, I'm just going to read you the 13th pick starting in 14 moving forward. Okay. 2014. It's a, it's a guy that's decent. He plays for the L.A. Rams. He plays defensive tackle. Aaron Donald. Ever heard of him? <laughs> the following year, the Saints, who according to PFF, and I, I think most people around the league have the best offensive line in the league, uh, a right tackle, actually plays left tackle from Stanford named Andreas Pete. Ever heard of yep. him? In the f- 2016, uh, the Miami Dolphins... <laughs> Ended up with this guy because he put on a gas mask. Oh, Laramie. What a pick. 2017, Hassan Reddick. Okay. But the, Lions? So, yeah. Lions or uh, uh, Hassan Reddick? Cardinals. Cardinals. 2018, Deron Payne. But there there was a little group there, 12, 13, 14, Vita Vaya. Darren Deron Payne and Marcus Davenport. So like a little D lineman run right there. And then last year, 2019, it was Christian Wilkins, Miami Dolphins. God, the Miami Dolphins is no wonder they need to get a quarterback. You need to get out of drafting 13. There's always a 13. It's not because they're trading or whatever. They're just that's just yeah, they're six and ten. They're seven and nine. That's just where they end up. So the, the, I, I would say. Earlier in the decade, right, would be, damn, you get a Laramie Tunzel, you could get a Andreas Pete, you could get an Aaron Donald. I, I think th- those three players, the 49ers would draft in a heartbeat, right? Whether yeah, they have but- to do an Andre Dillard, the guy sits behind Staley for a year, or Donald, that level defensive lineman. But this is where the fact that you already have the 31st... Now, the 31st pick is not the 24th pick, but and it's not going to be, Right. They can't make that 31st pick any better than it is. In other words, they're not moving up to 24. Using a, They don't just don't have the capital to move that 31st pick up. But they certainly could move it back. If they move it back, then you don't treat the 13th pick like anything different than what it is. But if they intend, if they think they can get a good player at 31, maybe you do something at 13 where you go, we have a larger need at position X but the best player is at a different position. Let's take the best player at 13, and then we'll address the need at 31. To me, that's what having two first-round picks allows you to do that maybe you otherwise wouldn't do. I mean, we talk about it all the time, best player available versus need, but I think it, it, it may be, which can scare you, it makes you feel like maybe you can take a bigger swing um, on just who the best guy is at that point. For example, the Niners once traded up into the first round several years ago at pick 31 and got a guy that goes by the name of Reuben Foster. Yeah, which was it qualifies at that, right? They had a they had, they had Solomon Thomas. They thought it was solid and they were like, you know what, let's take a big swing and they went for Reuben. 
And I think the 49ers probably right now in a perfect, if they could choose a scenario, because someone's like, what do you think they're going to do? Well, I, I think everything's on the table now. I think they can go over all these scenarios where they could take a guy at 13, they could trade back to 13 to 20 to add some picks, they could they could use 31 and 13 to get Super Bowl and move up. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, they, they got fucking options. But I, I think in a perfect world, you take a sweet, sweet player at 13 because there is a draft with... I think we know for a fact three quarterbacks are going to go in the top ten. I'm probably on the fence about Jordan Love going above the Niners pick. Let's just say he doesn't. Let's just play conservatively. So three three guys go in the in the top ten. Three quarterbacks potentially in the top five. You know the dude that ran a five one at five hundred pounds. The offensive tackle he's going. The, these are players that the Niners probably wouldn't take. The corner from uh, Ohio State who they would take, but he won't be there. Is going to go. So you got five players out of 13. So what's that? You got a group of eight that you know right away that probably give or take Isaiah Simmons, a couple guys. There's going to be a group of three or four guys that they're you, probably wait, you, are going to. You, you, it's probably six, right? Chase Young. Oh, forgot about him. So boom, we're already at seven. So I, I think you can get immediately to like, they're going to be a couple maybe curveballs. You throw Jordan Love in there, all of a sudden you're like, God, we just need the kind of the couple guys we like to make it out of the five guys that we don't know that are going to go, right? Because I, I think you can write right now in pen, and you don't know the order. Chase Young, Isaiah Simmons, the three quarterbacks, that's five. The corner from Ohio State, that's six. And just throw two offensive tackles in there. That's eight. So it's like, yeah, we know the eight guys in some order. Then you throw a couple curveballs, get C.D. Lamb or Judy or Ruggs. We don't know which one get the guys that we really like and would be comfortable at taking at 13, you can kind of play the game of check this guy off, check this guy off, check this guy off, and go, Would we can just have a fake meeting of a fake draft, which they do, in the, which GMs do. Would we be comfortable taking this guy, this guy, and this guy? Because I, it's like a 100% chance these three guys are going to be there when we pick, right? Yeah. And then you just go, if all three are up, what's our order? If these two are up, what's our order? And then you could also do... If one of these guys in our eight that we have in pen were to fall, are we automatically taking them? Would we be open to trading back? That's where the 13th pick curveball comes in. Like, God, you are, you're in pretty good shape. What if Belichick's like, I want Jordan Love? Would you trade back to the 20s for like, he doesn't have a second round pick? I wouldn't love it. Yeah. I'd rather take a player. But th- And this is also, by the way, to the original point, I feel a lot better about the 49ers knowing that they don't have to replace Jimmy Ward. Well, it's a hard to find a versatile safety slash corner. They those guys, they need to find a corner though, guy. I, they they need. I, I guess you could say need. Couldn't they just go back? I mean, they made the Super Bowl with Richard Sherman, Mosley, and Akella Weatherspoon. Uh, you would say, corners. look, in theory, their pass rush takes us. I don't want to say take a it, step no, back, but it does. It does. It does. No Buckner. Okay, how it, do we all? What? Where do we replace that? How do we replace that? Well, maybe instead of another, maybe you replace it with a better with a cornerback. I, so. I think this: when you lose a player of Buckner's caliber, we just talk about the ads. You are losing a lot, right? Yeah. There, I I just think when you get the thirteenth pick and the flexibility, now you have a chance to say neutral where usually when you lose a Khalil Mack, you take a huge step back, right? And that's where they were able to replenish immediately. Like the Dolphins, they got rid of their guys. 
the Niners aren't going to be the Niners aren't going to play a game without Buckner without his quote unquote replacement, right? When you do these deals post the draft, it limits how you fill the need. The Niners have the ability to fill the need as well as you possibly can working through free agency and then the draft. At least they they know he's missing, right? Yeah. You can't if you did this deal like he had been holding out in training camp and then you do it for the Colts future one on top of not knowing where the pick would be, you just play without that play. Like, the Texans just played without Clowney this year, right? They just didn't have Clowney. They could have just had Clowney. Maybe if they have Clowney, they, I don't know, beat the Chiefs. I mean, it's serious. I mean, what, what if I just told you that? Like, they still would have been in a look at Tunzel, kept Clowney, beat the Chiefs. I'm not saying it happens, but you just... This is why I'm a big believer in making, when you know the guy's going to go, like last year, the way the Chiefs operated. Got rid of D, got Frank. The, the, the Seattle, they got rid of Frank. You then can establish a plan of attack. But you have to do it right now. John, before we uh, get on to a couple other things, let's tell the people this podcast is brought to you by Untuck It. If you ever wonder why traditional button-ups look so long and baggy, you probably don't wonder anymore because we've been telling you about Untuck It for so long. Untuck It shirts specifically designed to be worn untucked. Untuckit.com, promo code HAM, 20% off, free delivery. Have countless shirts, red, white. Got a, got a nice, like, kind of green with a little pinkish that I'm just waiting to wear. Whenever Maybe on a YouTube rest- show. Yeah, I'm, hell. How about, yeah, that's a good idea, actually. Uh untuckit.com button-ups collared shirts i got them haberman has them i know we've had a lot of listeners over the last six to eight months always dming us hey i just used the code love the shirts uh they have what uh stores nationwide uh, they have one on union street in the city uh so when businesses reopen you know if you ever want to hit that one up go hit it up 20 percent off your first order when you use our code ham at checkout at untuckit Dot com plus you get free shipping and free returns on all orders in the United States more than 50 fit combinations if you're tall short slim athletic husky all that uh, untuckit.com promo code ham all right uh Raiders free Raiders made a lot Raiders actually did a lot uh the Jason Witten one was the first one I don't know if that had Mayock's uh, fingerprints on it but a lot of what they did did feel like it had Mayock's fingerprints all over it that feels a little grudney does it does it? Can I start with Witten, though? Yeah. I, to me, th- someone tweeted at me yesterday and was like, I'm so tired of a rebuild. Like, guys, this, there's not, Gruden started over. So, like, there's not, he's like, we're in three, th- year three of the rebuild. Why do we need a guy like Jason Witten? Because good teams bring in guys like that sometimes. Look at the Eagles this year. They got into a pinch. Who'd they bring in? They brought in Josh McCown. I mean, they're paying their quarterback $110 million. They wanted a guy like that just around the building. So to me, you can never have enough super, super high-level guys when you're not depending on them that are quote-unquote over the hill. Like, you think, to me, if they get 35 catches out of Jason Witten, that's fine. They, they really just want him to like, hey, guys, this is how we do shit. You can only have Gruden yelling at you so often. I, I just don't, they're, you could say their best player on their team last year was Darren Waller, him or Jacobs, and he's their tight end. So they don't even depend on Witten that much. I I have no issues when losing teams that that know what they're trying to do and get tough guy get a guy like that. Well, you know the other X factor here, and I got to give credit if I can go back and find the DM. We got a lot of uh, Instagram DMs from those of you hitting us up about 
the YouTube page, promo code ham. Oh, this was Leo hit me up. This is what he said about it, John. This was um, Tuesday DM me on Instagram. I like the Winton uh, signing to the Raiders. Great mentor for Waller. Uh, he brought up the fact that they're in Vegas now, and that's just a unique dynamic for everybody. Um, Great. I mean, Leo, this guy, Leo's on it. So I hadn't Leo, thought of that at all. Leo, man, good call, right? Like having leadership. This is a whole new – you talk about not having a playbook. This is a whole new frontier for an NFL team. I got one for you, guy. What would you imagine the casual fan that is not a Dallas Cowboy fan would go when Jason Witten returned last year off the Monday night year? What do you think his stats would be? Like, what do you think they would guess? What a Cowboy fan would have guessed before the year? No, 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 no. Not a cow. I'm talking even. At, I'm talking the year's over. We're sitting here right now, but the guy doesn't follow the Cowboys that hard and didn't have Witten on his fantasy team. Oh, 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 yeah. What would you say? Like, what do you think his numbers? So I'm going to guess. Year? Knowing, okay, I think the person would guess. You're just Billy from Florida football who didn't fan want, who doesn't know what Witten did. Yeah, I yeah, think they but would say. But like, you follow football and you know your shit. Oh man, for out of the Monday night booth, I mean. <laughs> I mean, 28 catches, two touchdowns? Guy, 12 he, games? He had, guy, he had 63 catches, 529 yards, four touchdowns, didn't miss a game. I know. I remember. So I, I, it's, I, 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 I would agree guessed, with that, that people would say, if they didn't really know, like, how good could he have really been? Well, you said, what did you say, 27? Yeah, something like that. I probably would have guessed before I looked. I had I had watched Cowboy games, so I had seen him have some catches. I would have guessed forty five, but that wasn't my real guess. I knew he had played better than you would think. Sixty three is you asked me to be Billy. Yeah, that's that's impressive. Yeah, he can Um, still function. I guess is my point. Like he adds he he adds something. Right. Sixty three catches. Sixty three catches. This isn't Pee Wee football, right? He he he. And I you could say well the NFC East sucked and it was in shambles. I bet that played in a little. I mean it did. Because you do get six games with teams that were in shambles. Eagles defense was bad. So, yeah. I mean, he's probably on a, in a good division. You know, a 42-catch guy with leadership. Good good, uh, good mojo every day walking into the building. Good mojo. They got, they, I think they got just some good – I don't know about – we don't know everybody's personality like we know Witten's, but um, this looks like a solid I, – I, I don't see a lot of home run hitters, but this is – and you made the point to me that's – Mayock is just trying to get this team better on defense. They both are just trying to get this team better on defense. So Eli Apple, Carl Nassib, Corey Littleton, Nick Witkowski, Jeff Heath. I mean, we're not even talking about Mariota. Um, those are NFL. Little, those are NFL football players, like little, real little, live to, NFL football players. To me, Littleton's a real starter on a playoff team. Kilkowski, if that's how you say his name, I'll just go Nick. Nick is a backup on a really good team. Like, he was a backup on the Bears. Like, Danny Trevathan and Roquan Smith are better. But my guys with the Bears fucking love him. Like, he is a badass. Like, to me, he is Mike Mayock. When you think Mike, like, if Nick Kwiatkowski retired, you just, you, people would be like, yeah, he one day could just become Mike Mayock. Like, football junkie, tough guy, smart, physical, blasting people. Now, his knock is he's not a great cover guy, though he's not terrible. But that's, to me, Littleton's deal. Yeah, they got they got a bunch. Do you know what they need now, guy? They have a bunch of solid players all over the place. It's like who are their premium players? Because to make the playoffs, it's like, well, Jacobs. Awesome offensive linemen are, but offensive line has not been their problem, good or bad, over the last six seven years. Waller, and then it kind of stops, right? Like 
Is is mm-hmm. Jonathan Abram going to be a Pro Bowler next year? Is one of these guys they draft in the first round a Pro Bowl? Like they need to just like three or four Pro Bowlers to go with all these just solid guys, right? That to me is their question mark, right? Like if you put th- like a couple Bosa's and a Kittle and like uh, you know uh, Tyler Lockett and just some like difference making players with all the good players they have, is big. Boom, you'd be like 10, 11 win team. I don't even think you would need to say a couple Bosa's. I think if you said John, if you told me a DeForest Buckner and um, and an and, you know and a Julio Jones or you know yeah, but I would say even De- like Devon- a level Devante. below Devonte, the best players in the NFL. Yeah. yeah, just a few of those guys. Yeah, that's where they need. They either need their young guys from last year to just be. They need Abram to come back and be a star. And Clowny. They need to, yeah, they they could. Now I don't think Mayox fucking doesn't fit the profile though. Yeah, no. Because he, what's he like? What do they lean? Overachiever. What's Clowney? A little more kick in the butt. Which, when you say Pete Carroll, you say, yeah, he doesn't mind kicking the butt guys, right? Yeah. Because I think he thinks he's a kick in the butt. Maybe like, does Max Crosby become closer to that level of player this year? You know, Maybe. May, for sure. So. All right. Solid. Solid. Well, would you say this, though? The Chiefs are the cream of the crop. Chargers got better. I mean, they added Chris Harris. Their defense is already good. Now, they don't have a quarterback, but their offense is pretty loaded. I mean, they have way more premium they players. They do. It's Raiders. just so hard for me. Uh, if Are they going to be starting Justin Herbert week one? If, if I tell you they are, do you not feel as good about them? No, I just think that's a lot to ask, even if you like them, uh, which I do. I just That's a lot to ask. You feel Especially better if, with, I, if the offseason's weird. Like it is well, to this point. Do you feel more comfortable a healthy Tua or, or Justin Herbert on their team? I, I you I, don't feel Justin Herbert can like function as a rookie. No, I'm not saying he can't function. I'm just saying, can he make the most of everything that's around you? Can a rookie quarterback do that in an off season that's going to be weird? More a calendar that I think is just going to be weird. It's not set up for rookie quarterbacks this year, even more than most years. So, I, you think is there a chance they don't draft a quarterback at six overall? I guess, but if they don't, what are they doing? Just trying to beat the Jags, the Trevor Lawrence? <laughs> no, their team's too good. <laughs> so they'll be drafting twelfth next. How year. about that? How about that Melvin Gordon market? Seems to be hot. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I saw somebody said he might be a buck. Like what? Sometimes when these running and it's mainly the running back, like cl- to me, Clowney's pretty clear why he hasn't signed. Right? He's probably asking for stupid money. If Clowney's number was just normal, he would have signed pretty quick. Right? The teams aren't interested in Jadavion Clowney. I can see Melvin Gordon like, yeah, I want the the Zeke deal times uh, you know, twenty percent. We're a year later, and people are like, what? You know, he's just like, wait, I, I kind of held out, and what? I thought, what? What? What's going on? But then I had to I, come I back. He has got to be a little shell-shocked right yeah, now. Yeah. Austin Eckler with $15 million guaranteed end up with more money than Melvin Gordon? Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, Bell got 27. Yeah. I. Melvin's a better player. So maybe not. Maybe. Melvin's not bad. Melvin's good, guy. 18? I just think, I think Melvin will be fine. He's just going to. 20. There, it, you think more than 20? Yeah. I mean, he's definitely a $5 million player better than Eckler. He's okay. a good player. Uh, all right. A.B., does he play football this year? If there's football, does A.B. play football this year? 
I mean, there's no way he would play for anybody other than the Bucks, right? Yeah, I think he's going to be a Tampa Bay Buccaneer, don't you? But but being a Buccaneer and playing a game are two different things. Well, he's not on, suspended or anything. Now, the league could easily put him on that exempt list. He's got a million things going on. I do wonder, let's say the Buccaneers, because everything I've read and heard is that he's coming because Tom wants him. Now, could that be one where Arians goes, listen, Tom, I'll take flyers on whoever you want. I just don't really want to mess with this guy. Clearly. Especially but when we don't need a receiver. Is there a chance, though, that this is already part of the package? He's like, yeah, we'll do it. We're just going to get him for cheap. Uh, there's definitely a good chance that this has already been discussed. Yes. Would you be opposed to messing with him on a veteran minimum zero guaranteed dollars where it's a day-to-day thing? And it's we'll incentivize it where you could easily make like 10. But we, at any moment you fuck up, I can show you the door. I would be opposed, pretty fundamentally opposed to AB. But I do think, you know, and that this is assuming he's even able to play um, because I don't think you need him. Uh, if you're Bruce Arians, I don't think you need that juju around your team. I mean, how many times is this guy going to create a problem and we're going to say that maybe the next time is the right time? That said, I would under I would understand it. Only, I don't know if there's another team I would understand it for. Can Brady help keep him in line? I mean, 17 weeks is a long time, plus offseason, preseason, postseason. Oh, well, well, if it just, I mean, it's only 16 this year. 17 is not till 21. So we're asking a lot. I said 17 for weeks, though, where there's a bye. Oh, yeah, that's true. But, you know, the new rule, you got to give him a week off. So he, he leaves. I don't want him to have a week <laughs> off. I, I, I mean,. Yeah, it's what a long the hell? T- it's a long, it's a long, it's a long I think the time. odds are against that being good, but I would understand if they tried it. If it was like Tom wanted to try it, look, I've had success with it before. I had success with him. Um, you know, the, if, he did not leave the Patriots because, yeah, no. I mean, yeah, not because of, of something play. he did while not, he was not there. Not of play. He is not out of the league right now by any means because of ability, right? He when he left the NFL when the NFL basically kind of blackballed him, where just no one was going to mess with him, he still was one of the best players in the NFL, right? The the highlights we saw at Raiders practice before yeah. he burned his feet, that one game with the Patriots, he immediately became their best wide receiver. He is an elite talent. Yeah. And if I told you that you could put him with those two guys, how about Tom Brady's fantasy value if they got those three players? I saw Matthew Barry went like, just did a Twitter video. It was like this immediately he's a top 12 quarterback, right? Just with these two players and the tight ends. Well, you had Antonio Brown. I thought Rojo looked pretty good. I, I was a big Rojo guy coming out of USC, and I, Arians kind of got him going last year. I did see some rumors that might trade for Todd Gurley. I, again, that might just be all Mike Silver coming straight from uh, Sean McVay. I would not touch Todd Gurley if I was them. I wouldn't want to pay Melvin Gordon. I just draft a running back in like the third round to put with Ronald Johnson and have the, my tight ends and wide receivers and Antonio Brown and Tom Brady and let's kick them dominate. You know where the Niners or excuse me the Bucks are drafting 14th, where they get a little lucky, is a lot of like back to what we talked about with the Niners. So we got three quarterbacks going, maybe four. The Buccaneers are going to be rooting for four. They're going to be rooting for Isaiah Simmons to go. They're going to be rooting for Chase Young to go. They're going to be rooting for the corner to go. 
and a couple wide receivers to go. They would love for like three wide receivers to go in the top 13 and then a tackle to fall to them so they can just draft a sweet offensive lineman for Tom. That's kind of what they need, offensive lineman. And there's a chance that a couple of these – I mean, the 49ers and Raiders, if they stay at 12 and 13, wouldn't you say it would probably be an upset if they both don't take wide receivers? Yes. At least one of them, I would say, is a lock to take a wide receiver, if not both. So the Buccaneers might just – the second-best offensive lineman might follow them at 14. Because wouldn't you be a little surprised if the Niners pulled an Eagles and took an Andre Dillard that wasn't going to play all year? Because they kind of – You don't think that's an option? Uh, I think it's so hard. Yeah, I also I, th- Hell, I didn't – no, I don't love that. They have proven, too, they can function pretty well with backup tackles, right? It's part of Kyle's genius. Yeah, they brought Ben Garland back. They're not decent. Uh, Chris Jones worked him, but you know. So I, I don't. That doesn't feel right to me. You can't do a redshirt year for a premium player. I, I mean, I just think you do every year after. I mean, you can, but to me, it's one thing if you're the Eagles who are not about to win the Super Bowl this year. I mean, I know they, they, they thought they were going to be a Super Bowl. They team thought last year, they would guy. be. I, I know, but. You're coming off a Super Bowl. Like, I just don't think you can afford because now everybody's you like build, getting – You don't more, like building in the trenches? Everybody's getting more expensive. You're already getting rid of Buckner. I don't I, – I just think it's hard. I think it's really hard. I think you deal with next year, next year, your window. Once you kind of start your window, your window is short. Uh, but if you think big picture, you can keep the window going. But I, but I don't think there's any reason to think you can't think big picture offensive line. Like, hey, we can address that as time goes on here. Can we afford to use one of these picks when we don't have a lot of picks? It'd be one thing. Okay, use 31, trade in the second If you round, have like have a two third. twos or something. Okay, yeah. maybe. I just I don't think this draft sets up for them to do that now. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I, but that's. Were you talking big gate? You're not a BPA guy? A BPA what guy? Let's find a way to let's get him on the field, though. Well, Joe Staley broke his leg and broke his thumb. He missed some time yeah, last can year. Can we play him at guard? McGlinchey got hurt. Yeah, maybe you could. Depending on who you get, I mean, I. You I'm know. just saying these are the type of conversations that are happening in the draft rooms where you just, like, for the Raiders, it wouldn't even be a conversation, right? They have a young tackle and a highly paid guy. But back to AB, is that conversation happening in any other? How many other rooms no. is that conversation happening in? I what if the, the league only- comes out and says Antonio Brown will not be suspended in the 2020 season? I think some teams then would have that conversation because guy, we've seen enough. Like he's too good of a player. Now, the list would be much smaller than it would have been six months ago, even when it was really small. That's, we forget when the Raiders acquired him, the list was small. They traded a third-round pick for him. They, teams were not. I guess the Bills tried, and he said he refused. Yeah, I guess it was like the Bills, the Raiders. Maybe the list was a little longer probably last summer, but they weren't giving up much because it had it'd been getting weird. It is what? A million times weirder <laughs> a year later? Maybe not a million, but 100,000 times weirder right now than it was like last year at this exact date when the Raiders are probably trading for him or thinking about trading for him. So, yeah, I think it's Tom. Now, if you just if you just said the league says his record is cleared, he's good. I think a team like Seattle would be interested. I think Philly is just always aggressive. They're open-minded. Uh, I, I think there would be a few teams here and there. They would just maybe just would kick the tires. 
you could argue that Bill O'Brien, or I mean, not Bill O'Brien, Bruce Arians be the type of guy that would kick the tires regardless who his quarterback. Like, he's just kind of. Yeah, you're right. He might. <laughs> wouldn't you say he's kind of the older, I wouldn't say meaner version, but just East Coast version of uh, Pete Carroll? East Coast South, like Southeast? He just he's got a little swag to him, and the Kangol thinks, King wears his crown proudly. Yeah, but just I think he like Pete just thinks he relates to a troubled guy more than like Bill O'Brien who feels like he does not want trouble. Yeah, yeah. Well, and even guys that we didn't know were trouble, no, or may not be trouble. High level guys, I don't, th- I don't think they're trouble. All right. On that note, subscribe to the YouTube channel. We'll have more videos there. And uh, anything else? Yeah, just, you know, we're thinking about our listeners. Enjoy quarantine. Hope everyone's staying safe. And uh, we appreciate you guys. Yeah, you with know, us. Hug, hug your kids, hug your wife, and just uh, enjoy, I guess, your free time in, in, if you can. Yep. Keep listening to content. Yeah. Later. Peace. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.